Party to Remember, a Destination Wedding Anthology with Elle Christensen, Casey Rose, Hannah McBride, Sam Steele, Frankie Love, Bella Matthews, Fiona Davenport, and Hope Ford. There's something about weddings. Love is in the air at this destination wedding and Cupid's arrow is pointed at the bridal party. Hit the beach with eight of your favorite romance authors as they introduce you to a bridal party to remember. This collection includes all new stories that are so hot you'll need to dip in the ocean to cool off. That's a bridal party to remember by these eight amazing authors. It's a destination wedding anthology and you can grab it now for 99 cents. Welcome back, lady listeners. Hey, lady listeners. Thank you so much for coming back with us. We had a quick little break with, what, what God, what holiday was it? Well, technically... Oh, I guess technically this is the week because we recorded early. So me and That's Leah haven't right. talked to each other face to face. Oh my god! Yeah, they had a they had a, a book an audio book last week. <laughs> yeah. So it's only oh for God. us. So that's me and Leah haven't seen each this other. Face time continuum is super fucked up right now. <laughs> so yes, and we have Anna Fury with us this week. I did double check with her on how to pronounce her name, and I believe last week I said Anna Fury, but it's Anna. So she's got the great book that she sent us. It's called Alpha Ranger. We're super excited to have her with us. So um, we'll talk about all her good stuff in just a couple of minutes. Um, before then, we're going to catch up because it's been a hot minute. So your vacation, how was it? Was it super relaxing to get to lay on the beach all the time and just be in a bathing suit for a week? Yeah, it was nice just to be able to. The thing I love about this trip that we take around this time of year is we go with another couple, which is like an aunt and uncle pretty much to my kids. And there is, we rent a house. We're all in the same house. We go to the grocery store before mm-hmm. we get there. There's still room service, but there is mm-hmm. no expectation mm-hmm. on what anybody wants to do. If you want to go to lunch, like I think one day they even took my kids to lunch. Whenever you want to go to sleep, whenever you want to lay on the sofa, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But my kids are also a little bit older too. I mean, I would not think I'd let them go in the ocean, but the pool is like right there, but the ocean's right. It's just so relaxing and not having anything on my table. It feels like is like yeah. to be able to just release. like, focus on just what's in front of you yeah yeah yeah. nothing is pressing nothing Mm -hmm. is you sleep when you want you go to get up when you want nobody gives a shit yeah i love that well i mean it's it's the perfect time of year to do it too like you say especially with like school and how hectic it is and schedules and stuff and then then finally being out of school to just take a minute and just go somewhere else and breathe i feel like that would drive you crazy you would go insane what if I just didn't have anything to do? Like if we were like, we're gonna be in this beach house for six days, and we're all just gonna stay here. Oh no, that's my favorite. I really? Love that. Yeah. I feel like you're always like go go go, or maybe I just always picture you at Universal Studios going go go go. <laughs> you know, Universal's is always the exception. No, when I'm there, I want to make the most of my time. So yeah, I get up super early, like stay as long as I can. But when we take a beach trip with my family in July. 
and we always stay at the same place. And we, we always joke, we're like, all right, whose car is going to move first? And so it's like, because we, we all drive there. And so mm -hmm. we get there and we park and we're like, all right, let's see who's going to be the sucker that goes first. And we're like, not it. And so the goal is to literally see That's who cannot cute. leave the house. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. But, you know, I'm perfectly content doing that. But, you know, my niece and nephew are like 16 and 14 now. And my other niece is 12. It's like, and they, they have, it's they hard. can't do that. It's yeah. Hard. They have super active lives anyways. They live in Asheville, but like. I would guarantee you there's not one night a week where all five of them are in the house at the same time. It's just, well, I mean, my oldest niece works. And so it's like job and school and friends and cheerleading and, you know, soccer and all this stuff. Like they're never home. My so it's daughter hard was to do that. pissed that we didn't make it home because there was this huge storm that hit because she was supposed to go to this party. She was actually going to work the valet or something. I'm like you're mad you're in Florida for an extra night because you want <laughs> so, yeah. it. It seems about that age, they can only take about three or four days away mm -hmm. before yeah. they start getting antsy and they want to go back. That's what I felt. That's what exactly what it feels like when we're with them. And like, then you I start to get mad. Yep. I like, I don't know if my niece is actually going to be able to stay the whole week this year because she's just so like, she wanted to bring her boyfriend. And I told my brother, I was like, do you think that's a good idea? And he was like, I just don't know if she's going to stay the whole time if he doesn't come. And I was like, or you just make her because she's only 16. <laughs> but I mean, I remember, oh my gosh, a fly was floating my head. But I remember her, um, we give him shit because he brought his girlfriend to the beach when he was 16 and he was caught doing some things he shouldn't have been doing. So I was like, mm, this How is long uh, they the, been apple, together? the apple in the tree there. <laughs> her and her boyfriend? Uh-huh. Uh, a couple of years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. But I'm also super like sexually open i guess i don't know yeah, they are too like they're really open about the subject like they talk with her they discuss it but they still don't want their 16 year old fucking <laughs> so yeah i don't want like, them yeah. like, like like don't put it in my face guys <laughs> yeah but then like, at the same time if they want to fuck they're gonna fuck somewhere in a closet yeah. on the back porch somewhere again so. it's one of those things like okay they might go blow up a house but i'm not going to give them the dynamite yeah. you know like it, it's like all right that might be what you are considering doing but i don't have to make it easy by bringing your boyfriend to the beach with us i don't know God, this is I mean, so one like one of those moments i'm like i'm so happy as hell is a lesbian <laughs> yeah but even still like you I mean like having sex with another girl is still having a sexual encounter like that you know it's yeah still i, I just don't trust it's probably just because i'm like no men they only want that so. <laughs> How many lesbians have you been around? Because there are That's a lot true. of lesbians like that, too. You know, Isabel uh, tried to shock me by, did I tell you she keeps saying she wants to be a sex therapist? She wants the what? To be a sex therapist. Okay. She's been saying this for like, I don't know, four or five months now. So then I mm -hmm. started like shocking her back now, like with jokes and shit. Mm -hmm. And she is not, she gets like uncomfortable and squirmy now that i do it back to her what do you do back like i'll make a joke we were just like in the ocean when we were at the beach and just talking about getting um stung by a jellyfish and rob's like i'll piss on you guys who who am i gonna pee on <laughs> yeah. first and i was like isabel yeah. first client likes to pee on people <laughs> yeah just like what the hell just shit like that <laughs> like, she can dish it out but she can't take yeah, it yeah or i'll make a zinger and i'll look to her and she's like 
what? Why do you say that? I'm like, my ribs. And now I can't stop. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to need a sex therapist. <laughs> yep. After this is over for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, luckily where we're at during the beach and where you guys were too, there's other things to do. Like, did your kids go into town or anything, do anything fun while you were there? You said they went to eat. I didn't know if they got to explore or do anything we're while they were out Key about. Largo. So I don't, I don't know. It's very like once you drive, I don't know, when I'm in Key Largo or Key West, I don't even feel like I'm in the States anymore, if that makes any sense. Okay. Like even like the grocery store feels a little different and it's like, cause you cross this long water. I feel closer to other countries. Yeah. So, but it's just like the smallest strip of things you can do. There's not a ton to do there unless you okay. want to go do things in the ocean. Okay. So they can either go eat some seafood mm -hmm. or do something. Isabel wanted to do jet skis and stuff, but you're supposed to be 18. Oh, to be able to do it on your own or to just Yeah, like to do it on your own. own. She didn't okay. want to ride with anybody oh. and stuff like that. So yeah. it was just snorkeling and things like that, which they could do right there at the house. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I had a, uh, awards, uh, banquet for my daughter today. They had one, it's like end of year where they give out certificates for like, you know, like attendance and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but they do it to where everybody gets an envelope and they put something in it. Like it's either like you completed fifth grade or whatever. So like people don't feel left out, not getting their name called, you know? Yeah. So they like bring all the kids up and it's, it's cool that they do it because they gave them all a little gift too. So it's like, they kind of had to call everybody's name. Mm -hmm. So they bring everybody up and then they do a picture and everything. But they asked me when the teachers called and she was like, Hey, do you think you could just like, um, take charge of the decorating? We asked a couple oh, parents gosh. to help. These are their names. Can you just handle this? And I was like, Bitch, I can. I've been waiting my whole I life did. for this call. I've been waiting my whole life for this phone call. <laughs> I'm like, I'm picturing this now in my head. Oh, my God. It was wonderful. It was guacamole extra. But um, I have a friend of mine. I helped throw her baby shower. And when I did, I bought this thing. And I'm so glad I bought it because I've used it like twice since then. But um, it's a it's a something professional photographer photographer use. It's a frame and it goes like in the background. You hang a background photo on it so mm -hmm. you can stand in front of have pictures made. So that's what I do with it. Is like I try to make like photo opportunities. Mm -hmm. So um, I got like their colors are royal blue. So I got royal blue like tinsel, like long curtain tinsel, and like hung it in the back, and it's like blowing in the wind and glittery, and it's everywhere. Aww. And I got these like big puffy flowers and put those everywhere, and like got decorated the seats and all this stuff. And the people were getting there, like, oh my god, this is amazing! I can't believe the school did this. I was like, the fucking school. <laughs> Like my ass is cool. You're like, where's yeah. my envelope? What I was like, motherfucker, this is Title One. We don't get shit here. <laughs> but yeah, it was really. But it was it was super fun. And she has uh, my oldest one. She has uh, two other friends that she went to pre K with and kindergarten, and then all the way through fifth grade. And we have a picture of them. Her mom and I took it at their kindergarten graduation thing they did, and they were sitting in the same spot. And so we got all three of the girls to sit in the same spot and make them pose the same way. And we took the picture and it was so like, I got a little teary eyed seeing it, you know, cause it was such a big moment. I'll tell you something. She'll remember this. And you know why I know she'll remember this mm -hmm. is because my parents had to do a dance 
And yeah. my dad carved this huge wood plank, carved out 2000 because that was the year of that dance. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the zeros you could put your head in, but he had like made that. this huge, massive thing for people to take pictures. And I still remember it to this day. That's him setting so outside cool. and creating this huge board oh, and whatever. I love it. It's just one of those memories I always think back and smile on. Yeah. One of the other moms that was there, she made this cutout thing. It was like that, like a picture frame where you could put your face in it and it had the year on it. And so that was really cute too. So everybody stood in front of the backdrop and then did it. And it was just like, it it turned out so pretty. And everybody talked about how great it was. And I'm like, well, I don't know if she'll remember any of this. Two of her friends, those two same girls, they came over and they went swimming afterwards. And the three of them were just like giggling in the pool and like whispering stuff and gossiping. And I was just like, this is, I can't, I can't believe I'm here, you know, but I was like yeah. this part, at least I know she'll remember, but it was funny. Like I was talking to one of my friends earlier and I was like, she's like gossiping down the pool. And she's like, what's she saying? Like, what's going on? What's the gossip? And I was like, well, apparently there's this one girl that's like really braggy and they don't like her. <laughs> and I was like, so just so you know, that's the thing that they don't like is that when somebody's super braggy, <laughs> oh my God. I loved it. But yeah. Um, the other thing, oh, I want to mention too, uh, this past weekend, and I'm like, I feel like I'm talking about my oldest one all the time, but it's like, I don't know why I feel like I'm desperately trying to like hold on to her <laughs> so before she runs away from me. It's getting older faster. Yeah. But we had this thing this past weekend, and you guys would have loved it. It was called a Collecticon. And it's kind of like Comic Con, but it's for people who collect stuff, mm-hmm. but it's all like comic book stuff. But mostly it's for cards. They had like Magic the Gathering. They mm-hmm. had like Pokemon cards. They had, I mean, this is a huge amphitheater with yeah. dozens There's of so many cards Pokemon. Oh my God. And they had tournaments. People were playing. So that was really cool to walk through and see. So I had a friend of a friend, um, just like an acquaintance. She had like this really big sticker booth set up. And she sold all kinds of stickers. And you would love it because there was tons of Marvel ones. Like, people went crazy for them. Where if I have them over here? I don't know. Yes, I do. But Lydia got a couple of the Marvel ones. And they were so cool. And I was like, oh, I need to remember to show these to Mel. And she got Pokemon ones. Look at this. Can you see? Aww. They're like, all of her stuff has, like, these really cute, like, flower backgrounds that she does. Like, how That's sweet cute. are those? I have that in shiny. <laughs> this one was my favorite was that evie was yeah that that's right? evie yeah. can evolve into like four different things mm-hmm. she was so cute um the marvel ones i thought were super cool i'm gonna like pull one out if i can find it if oh, you're if you watch on me. youtube you can see what leah's yes. showing me on All the right. pictures i don't know it says spider-man i watched it Spider-Man. Says that's what we do i don't know what that means but it's a thing um i had never watched the new spider-man yeah tom holland and he is so adorable Mm -hmm. that i went and i watched all of them he's so cute with zendaya i love the two of them sweet he does such a good and what made me watch him is because i watched the um because i'm such a captain america fan i watched like one of the interviews where they're like trying to see if he would work well with the avengers or whatever and like in his interview is he's chris evans is just standing there and tom holland asks he's like can i just like free ball this and Spider-Man's like 14. 
at the oh time. 14, 15. Yeah. He's a kid. And they mm-hmm. like have gone back and really made him a kid. Mm-hmm. And he like comes in, he does this massive flip tumble and he pops up in front of Captain America. And he's like, whoa, Captain America, I'm Spider-Man. You like my suit? Isn't it cool? And like, <laughs> but it's just like, he does like this incredible like, That's whoa. So but cute. then he jumps up like a kid and like mm-hmm. Chris Evans' mouth kind of like falls and he like looks over to the director and they're like, well, there's Spider-Man. Yep. That's it was awesome. so cute. And after I, I seen that, that, I was like, Okay, I have to go watch this. Well, he, first I he went. He looks adorable. I went and asked Rob. I was like, "They don't kill MJ this time, do they?" And I'm not going. And he's like, "No, I don't think MJ's died enough. <laughs> MJ's died enough." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, then I'll go back and watch." But and it was it was a cool. It's a touring thing. It goes to different cities. So if anybody's ever interested in it, it was really neat. They had like a ton of cool stuff. And one of the store, one of the little booths, they sh- they sold um like Japanese uh candy and like chips and stuff mm-hmm. and drinks. And so she got a canned boba tea because she's been wanting to try it. And I was like, okay, it's in a can. It's Japanese. Let's mm-hmm. get it. And then we got two different kinds of flavored chips. We had shrimp chips, and there were shrimp and like seaweed or something, and then or prawn. And the other one was cucumber lays. And so. I might like cucumber lays. Uh, Lydia and I both love cucumbers. We mm-hmm. ate it. We each ate one chip and we were like, it's like eating a crunchy, thin, salty cucumber, but it should be cold. It was like we couldn't make mm-hmm. our brain okay. transition from the flavor of a, it tasted exactly like a cucumber. Okay, so exactly. maybe then I couldn't because I love cucumbers too. Maybe if you mm-hmm. dipped it in some ranch dressing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I would, but I told her, I said, I kind of want to put these chips in the fridge. Like, I think these chips would be good cold, Maybe, which was yeah. weird. The prawn ones were super salty. And then she drank the boba tea and she was drinking it and she was like, oh, it's not good. And she kept drinking it. I was like, why are you drinking it if it's not good? And she was like, I want to try the things at the bottom. And I was like, oh my God. So I took the can and I like poured it out in the trash can, like poured it out so yeah. she could try it. And then she tried it and she's like, that's disgusting. And I was like, <laughs> All right, let's go to a proper boba tea place. Yeah. And it was one like two miles down the road. So we went and we tried. There was a horchata flavor and there was a strawberry rice milk. And the horchata is wonderful. Like I love it by that self by itself. It's like cinnamony and creamy and caramelly kind of like a flan. Like it's so good. That's my, but in a boba tea over ice, it was kind of like I I don't know if I just associate it with like Christmas. But I felt like it was too hot to drink that one. Mm-hmm. But we had the strawberry rice milk and it was fantastic. They had like pureed like fresh strawberries and stuff. And the, we had like the boba things at the bottom you chew. And oh my God, it was, she was like, okay, this is good. And I was like, yeah, see, so. That's <laughs> really cool. so, um, Oh, I wanted to ask you, you were talking about um, books that you read earlier when we were talking about your vacation and you said you read um, Jessa Dean's new one. Yes, right? Jessa Dean started. She has a, a new, new series, series, right? It's like the the titles are so clever. It's like something borrowed, something blue. Something blue. It's the mm-hmm. Sister Island books and all the sisters are going to like each get married, which you can tell throughout the book. So it's each one of them finding their one and only like on this bachelorette weekend pretty much yeah a couple mm-hmm. of days before the wedding so it's like happens 
over two or three days, but everybody's falling in love at the same time. If that makes sense. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love sounds that. like just hearing that gives uh -huh. me anxiety. Like <laughs> she's writing three, she's writing four books. They're all the circling same, each other. Yes. Yeah. At the exact uh -huh. same time. Like they're at the mm -hmm. bar. Like I'm like, I don't know how she's doing this. <laughs> I guess it's easy when you only have to worry about one, like, you don't have to share that mind with me. I like, you know what I mean? Like, we're not having to remember well, each other's stuff. You still You're have doing to go it on back and look at book one and say, okay, that guy walked in the bar. Because like yeah. seven people are in the bar and True. I'm like, he said yeah. this. And, and I'm just like, oh, my God. That's tough. I don't think I could do it. That's hard. I was like, I don't know mm. how. I wonder if. She's like, why did I do this to myself mm -hmm. <laughs> when she started it? <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, I haven't had anything exceptional to read lately. I don't know. I feel I'm in a book slump. It, I don't know what else to call it. I have not had a romance that's kept my attention. Um, I've had, you know, I've read a couple of murder mysteries trying to get out of my book funk and I go back in it and I'm just like, I got an email today from Audible that books were like two for one. And I still can't pull the trigger on anything. I'm just, I hate everything right now. Maybe it's just my, my like, summer mood. Yeah. Because yeah. like I said, even when I was on vacation, that was, I read the two Jessa books and that mm -hmm. was nothing. You know, those are yeah. short books. Uh -huh. And that's the whole week I was out of town. I've just mm -hmm. been like watching Netflix comedies and crap like that. And the Tom Holland crap or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I'm usually not a TV person like that. Usually mm -hmm. it's just reality TV, but. Do you watch Stranger Things? Did y'all watch that? No, I did not watch Stranger Things. I feel as though I have watched Stranger Things. <laughs> it was in the room while you were going, no, while you were there? I just know I was allowed around a lot of the talk of Stranger Things. Oh, okay. Because it was everybody but me in the house watches Stranger Things. Yeah, okay. We just finished the, the newest season, and I was so happy at the end of it that, no spoiler, um, I was happy at the end of it that they we don't have to wait long until the last episodes. It's July 1st. They're going to drop the final two of the season. So they did seven episodes and the last at the seventh episode was an hour and 40 minutes. And then they're going to give us two more in July and they're both like two hours long. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, I think the last one even is like two and a half hours. So it will definitely be time wise. It will be like two huge seasons in one. I just know they watched like the first one and they were all like, oh, that was fucking scary. I'm like, yeah, they have Strange. a warning. Yeah. <laughs> they actually put out a warning on Stranger Things this year because they filmed it over a year ago. And mm. the day it released was the day of the shooting in the, um, in Texas. So, yeah, they had to put a warning on it just because it, it's, it's not a school shooting in the beginning of it. But there is a lot of like similarities in there's a there's a there's a character that sees a lot of people dead. Mm -hmm. And so that's like in the and it's right at the beginning. And they were just like, as a precaution, we're telling everybody, you know, just a warning. And da -da. so I thought it was really great that they did that, that they were proactive about it, at least, even though it wasn't 100 percent similar, you know, but it yeah, was still like very jarring. Yeah. Triggering. Yeah. You never um, know what's going to trigger someone. Well, you know, it, yeah, and and I just like that Netflix was stepping up and just like, hey, we're going to do this. Um, I also have on my notes that I want to mention before we get too far over. Um, I ordered a bunch of Giddy stuff. Have you seen it from Fabletics? That's Lizzo's new line. No, on, I it's, through, it's called Giddy. 
And it's Y-I-T-T-Y. She said that was her nickname growing up was Yeti. I don't know why, but Fabletics has a whole entire line dedicated to Lizzo Fabletic wear. And it I is wonder, I'm thinking it's I might so have fucking something. fun. Do it. I think when you're saying the name now, I feel like I might have seen an ad for it. I, it was everywhere when it launched. And she just had a brand new June launch like that dropped this week. She, uh, she like the names of her color, like one of them's like pussy pink. Like the top is pussy pink. And I'm just like, yes, I love it. So I ordered a ton of stuff. I haven't gotten it yet. But um, in Fabletics, it's strange because like in their bottoms and stuff, I'm like, they're 2X. I'm like a size 18. But in their tops, I have to order the all the way to the biggest size they have. And yeah, it's like massive boobs. <laughs> well, it's like I order a 4X and it doesn't like and it like my boobs will be hanging out here. Yeah. Because it's like it gets bigger around, but the part that covers your tit doesn't get bigger. I feel like workout gear is the same with like running sneakers. It has yeah. to be the brand for yeah. you. Like it has to be because I love yeah. Adidas running sneakers. I can't stand to work out in their pants. Can't stand it. Yeah. You know, it's strange, but like I feel like I've had these tits for a long time now. That I should, you know, have a grasp on what to wrap them in. Yeah. But it is impossible, impossible to find a bra. I wear a 36, which is not big around my rib cage, K, which is huge around my chest. But I'm like, there's there's porn stars. They have big tits, small chest. Like, where are these bras at? I cannot fucking find it. I go on Curvy Kate's website. There's two bras that are, I have options on. Two. And they're both ugly. And they're both like just plain tan underwire. Like if I was black, I'd be pissed because there's not even a black option. Yeah. There's just tan. And it's yeah. like I have in there and there's lace. But tan on them. is in, like the new tanny yes. color, brownish tan. But like there's there's like lace all over them and think about all the tops you have to wear that yeah. that have to have a smooth bra and it's like I can't wear anything that's like cotton or the least bit thin you know it's just uh, so frustrating and especially like trying to find a bathing suit get the fuck out of here it's like I have bathing suits that are like 10 years old because it's the only thing that fits me you know yeah so it's just like it's frustrating so I'm really I'm hopeful with the Yeti stuff that maybe something will fit. I don't know. I spent like $300, but her stuff is, it's not expensive. They had a, it was like an 80% off sale at Memorial Day. Damn. And they were, if you rejoin like um, Fabletics is you pay a monthly subscription yeah. to it. It's like $65 a month or something. But if, as long as you go in by the fifth of the month and say, I don't want it, you don't get charged that money. So it's 65 bucks a month, but it gets applied to your thing. So they were like, if you if you were once a subscriber and you rejoin, everything's 80% off. So I got like, I think I got like 15 things or something. Like I got a ton of shit. Mm -hmm. So far, two things have come in. One fit, okay. One didn't. So we'll see. But it wasn't the Yitty stuff. But I'm super excited about it. So if anybody with big tits has tried Yitty, let me know. Hit that comment section because I would be excited to hear it. All right. Speaking of big tits, let's talk about Anna Fury. <laughs> She's probably going to laugh when she hears that. You're like a fucking idiot. Okay. So, all right. So I have everything that she sent earlier. And I want to mention one thing. I asked her about like, hey, what do you have that's free? What do you have new? Or what ties into this? 
So she says, first of all, Noir is the name of the book. N-O-I-R-E, Noir. A Dark Omegaverse is releasing on July 12th. It's the first in a new Dark Shifter romance series about Alpha stuck in a maze and they're forced to kill. The pre-order's up now, and she said for funsies, she's doing a sexy man cover and a discreet cover. You can pick, pick which one you want. So my thing I want to mention on this is I did not know what a megaverse was. Did you? Do you know what that is? Do you know what a megaverse is? Like a different universe, kind of like I, Avengers and stuff. I had to look it up because I was like, what the fuck is this? Because I hear people talking about it in romance. This is the... Uh, this is what is Omegaverse in romance. This is a Google net, go, Google definition. Alpha, Beta, Omega, or Alpha and Omega, occasionally Alpha, Beta, is a kink trope wherein some or all people have defined biological roles based on hierarchy systems with the terms originated from animal behavior research. Oh, you mean that kind of, yeah, Omega. I don't know. I didn't Omega's know. Omega is like, it's a shifter thing. Like the Omega is a person okay. that feels people's feelings and they have a sensation and they can understand the alpha, uh -huh. you know, you can't look in the eye. Okay. And then he has his right hand man, which is the beta, mm -hmm. which does his like handout work kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Just that like a motorcycle well, I club. Just, I thought like, if, I, I thought if I didn't know what it was, somebody else doesn't know what it is. So there you go. <laughs> um, she also said that the podcast story is set. The one that you're about to hear is set in um, in this series. It's set from that series that she just finished, um, the Alpha Compound series, and that one's a dystopian Omega verse. And the whole series can be found, and she has like all the links and stuff that we will include in the show notes, also on our social media and on the website, if you want to find it on there. So. Super excited to have Anna with us. I keep wanting to say Anna. I'm so sorry. I said I don't know why it's just like imprinted in my head that way, but it's not right. So, <laughs> so we have the book Alpha Ranger with us this week, and I'll read the book bio. Liv, I've been in love with Thatcher Forrest from the moment we walked from the moment he walked into my pharmacy. Seven feet of quietly dimpled smiles and southern charm. He's everything I could ever want in a man. A little older, full of confidence, and with a body made for cold winter nights in bed. You'd think he'd made a move after three years of intense flirting, but I'm done waiting. I'm going to bake up a batch of my best cookies and finally show Thatcher how perfect we are for one another. One chocolate chip at a time. Thatcher, for three years, I've been picking up a prescription I don't even need anymore just to lay eyes on my town's beautiful young pharmacist. I probably shouldn't fantasize about a woman 15 years my junior, but Tom hasn't done a single thing to get her off my mind. If anything, the desire to protect, possess and mark her only increases every time I see her. She's an Omega. I'm certain of it. Imagine my surprise when she shows up at my home with freshly baked cookies. Turns out the beautiful Omega wants something only I can give her. Can I reign in my dominance long enough to avoid scaring her away? I don't know. But if I get a taste of live, one thing's for certain, I'm never letting her go. It sounds so good. I know. Anna is so sweet. She was the one that I met in um, in Kannapolis in North Carolina, the book signing I did there. She brought her books in with her friend, Opal Fairchild. And um, she's just so sweet and kind. And I'm just so, so excited that she's on the podcast with us. Like, how fortuitous. I love that it came full circle. So let's play the first installment. Let's do let's it. do it. We'll see you guys on the other side. This is Alpha Ranger by Anna Fury, read for you by Jarman Day.
Thatcher. I've been an alpha a year and a half, but I still feel strange when I realize how much I've changed. I was never a small guy before the awakened virus hit, but once it did, I transitioned into seven feet of pure muscle. In the early days, men affected by the virus often became violent, ruthless killers. It's only been in the last month that a cure for that initial rage phase was found. Thank fuck. I never did that, though. I was still just Thatcher Forest, Madrigata Springs Park Ranger. I was lucky to have lived in the Springs so long. The folks here gave me a chance to prove I wasn't violent when I transitioned. I never hurt anyone, and I'm still the town's one and only park ranger. I still pull foolish tourists out of the snowbanks when they drive into them, and I still lust after the much younger woman who works the pharmacy counter at the drugstore. Live. Why such a smart beauty stays in this tiny town is beyond me. She's six feet of curves and lush, pale skin. She wouldn't look out of place on a movie set, but once she settled here, she never left. Now that I'm an alpha, I no longer need the migraine medication I needed before the transition, but I still pick it up every month. It's an excuse to go into the pharmacy and watch those big doe eyes light up when she sees me. My phone rings as I grunt, looking at where it hangs on the wall. That'll either be the sheriff calling for help with something or my best friend Jeff. I pick up, but before I can say a word, a woman's voice travels through the phone line, shocking the shit out of me. It's Liv. Hey, Thatch, it's Liv from the pharmacy. I pause, blinking at the phone before I come up with a coherent response. How can I help you, Liv? My voice is a husky rasp in my ears. I can't help it when I talk to her. There's a brief silence on the other end of the line as she sucks in a breath and I can't help but wonder if her scent is blooming right now, the way it does when we speak in person. I'm calling because we can't fill your prescription today. Our shipment got delayed with the impending weather system. It looks like they may not make it for a couple of days. I called to let you know and see if you've got enough pills to last you until Monday. My pills? Of course. I wish I wasn't so disappointed that she called for a strictly professional reason. It's fine, Liv, I reassured her. I've got plenty to last me. In fact, I've got hundreds because I don't fucking need them. She makes polite chatter for another minute, and when we hang up, all I can think is how fucking disappointed I am not to have a reason to go to the pharmacy today to see her. Live. My entire body hums after that brief conversation with Thatcher, the same way it always does. Something about the deep timbre of his voice lights me up from the inside out. I am sorely fucking disappointed he won't have a reason to come into the pharmacy today. I'm dying to see that mop of dark hair. It should be illegal to have blue eyes and dimples. Guess he's not gonna get to see your bang-up hair-curling job, huh? Snarks my coworker Sally. She's in her fifties, but we're besties because we're such total opposites. Where she's darkly sarcastic, I'm on the lighter, sweeter side. She says the world just hasn't crushed my beautiful spirit, but the only thing I can think about crushing me is Thatcher Forrest, the hottest man I've ever met. I'm going to make a move, Sal. I've decided. Sal's blue eyes sparkle as she leans up against her workstation, setting down the labels she was printing. Are you now? I huff out a sigh. 
I've got to. For my own peace of mind, there are a million reasons why guys might not make the first move, but I'll never be able to look myself in the mirror if I don't at least try. Worst thing that happens is I get rejected, right? Sally snorts. Ha! <laughs> he sure does stare at you when he comes in. I say go for it. How are you going to do it? Give me all the nitty-gritty details. I twirl my long blonde hair around my fingertips as I think. Cookies. I'm going to make some cookies and take them over. My grandma's chocolate chip recipe is legendary. He's going to fall in love at first bite. Sal snorts at that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he'll love your cookie, Liv. Gonna eat it right up. We both snort at that, dissolving into fits of laughter, until my mind drifts off, and I fantasize about just that. Hours later, I'm getting ready to close up when the front bell rings, and the UPS man comes through with a horribly sour expression on his face. Sal looks at him incredulously. You made it over the pass? He frowns but nods. I was worried for you all not to be able to refill some of these meds. I don't know what's in here, but some things you just can't do without for an extra day or two. You're a godsend, Rudy, Sal chirps, helping him grab the boxes and unload. But I smile because this shipment means we actually can fill Thatcher's prescription. And the beginnings of an idea start to come to me. Thatcher I spend the afternoon in my truck, making sure nobody's stuck in the park before heading home. I need to finish chopping some wood before dinner. My heater eats it up pretty fast when I've got to leave it on, and this storm rolling in is going to be a doozy. I end up pulling one couple out of a ditch, so that's the good news. People heeded the warning to stay home. The idea of folks hunkering down makes my stomach do somersaults. I'd like nothing better than to hunker down with a certain someone and snuggle and fuck and cook for days. I chop wood for an hour until I hear the slight whine of an imported engine. One nice thing about being an alpha is the increased sensory abilities. It's helped me out more than once finding wayward tourists or locating injured animals. I set the axe down and step up onto my porch to wait. Very few people come here, and I don't recognize the sound of this engine. When it finally pulls into view, my throat goes dry, my hands clammy as every cell in my body pivots toward the car. It's Liv's crappy old Honda. She's here, at my home. She doesn't see me in the shadows of my front porch, but she parks and dons an adorable fuzzy hat before gracefully sliding out of the car with a basket in her hand. I smell cookies, chocolate chip. Liv walks gingerly across the snow and up the first step, before she notices me and hops in surprise, slipping on the first step as her arms flail. Before I know what I'm doing, my arms are wrapped around her as I set her upright and tug her up onto the top step with me. When she gazes all the way up into my face, her cheeks are flushed, lips parting as she nibbles at the lower one. I want to bite it. And God, the normal restraint I have because I'm in public at a pharmacy is in ragged tatters. The woman I regularly fantasize about is standing on my steps, looking at me, like she wants to eat me alive. Hey, Thatch, I hope it's okay that I just showed up like this. The phone lines went down at the pharmacy, but the UPS man made it in. I wanted to get you your pills before the storm. She gestures to the basket. Right, my pills. Oof, and here I was thinking. But also, I brought you some cookies. May I come in? Liv's voice is hopeful. My brows rise, but I nod, 
turning from the beauty on my doorstep to swing the front door open wide for her. I follow her in, thankful for years in the military, that beat the need to keep my space clean into me. My house is rarely ever messy. Liv's green eyes look around, but I can tell she's trying not to be nosy. Seeing her in my house does things to my body. And that's when I realize there's a pocket pussy drying next to the sink. Oh, fuck. Liv follows the direction of my gaze just as I step in front of her to block it, but it's too late. She's seen it. I can tell in the way her eyes go wide and she attempts to hold back a smirk. I've never lacked confidence, but right now I feel a pressing need to direct her attention to anything in the world other than my sex toy. So, um... Liv starts before glancing up at me, obviously struggling to hold in a laugh. I brought your prescription, obviously, but I brought cookies, too. I wanted to talk to you about something. I give her a big smile as she opens the basket and hands me a tin container. These smell amazing, Liv. Thank you. Can I try one now? My voice goes deeper as she bites her lip and looks up at me. Please, they're all for you, she whispers. And something about the way she says, all for you, makes it sound like she's talking about something other than cookies. Her scent blooms the way it always does when I get close to her, and her light, airy jasmine smell takes on a darker, needy edge. I want to bury my face in her neck and soak up every bit of it, but I need to rein it in. What did you want to talk about? I question as I open the tin and hand her a cookie first. She takes it, nibbling at the edge before putting it down on my kitchen table. She fidgets with the ends of her pale hair for a moment as I bite into a cookie, moaning when the delicious flavor hits my tongue. I gobble it up as she watches, clearly happy I enjoyed it. I... shit, I'm nervous, she stammers. I didn't think I'd be, but... Her voice trails off as she looks into my eyes, still tugging at the ends of her hair. Something snaps in my brain then, because we've always danced around the obvious attraction between us. I'm a solid ten or fifteen years older than her, and I've always assumed she'd leave the springs one day. But then she showed up at my house with freshly made cookies, so I think it's safe to assume she's thinking of me as something more than a patient. My alpha nature takes over then, that need to dominate and possess. It never rode me this hard before I became an alpha, but it sure does now as the stunning woman in my kitchen bites her lip. Reaching out, I pick Liv up in my arms, turning to set her on the countertop. When I reach my legs down to pull her thighs apart and step between them, a little moan leaves her lips. I smirk as I tilt her chin up so I can gaze into those shocking sea-green eyes. Tell me, Liv, what did you come here for? Liv. Shit. I came here with a plan. I was going to be such a badass and say something sexy and pray Thatch felt the same way. Except then I saw the pocket pussy and I couldn't get visions of him fucking it out of my head. And that made me so horny and it felt like he knew. And everything went south from there. All of my body's energy has gone straight to my lady bits. But then he put his hands on me and I feel like I might die if I don't get more of that soon. Talk to me, Liv. He commands in his deep baritone. I swear his voice is pure sin, deep and full of promise. It skates across my skin like a physical touch, the aching throb between my thighs pulsing in time with my heartbeat. 
We're attracted to one another, I blurt out finally. I think we both know it, and I wanted to make the first move in case you weren't sure. I trail off because his face is a careful neutral right now. In that moment, I wonder if I've read the entire situation wrong. I'm quite a bit older than you, Liv. Thatcher's voice is guarded, firm. I'm 27, Thatcher. I finished college, did four years of pharmacy school, and then a year of a pharmacy residency. I'm not that young. He shakes his head. You could go anywhere in the world, honey. You don't want to be tied down here in the springs with me, do you? Who said anything about being tied down? I huff, hating the direction this conversation has taken. I'm talking about the fact that I feel like I'm going to combust every time we're in a room together, and I thought maybe you felt the same way. I cross my arms as Thatcher laughs, putting a hand on either side of me as he leans closer into my space. The need to throw my head back and let him kiss his way up my neck is overriding every rational thought in my brain. But he's basically just rejected me, so there's that. It's not that I don't want it, baby girl. Thatcher rasps, bringing his lips close to my ear. I can't help the traitorous moan that leaves my lips as I arch my back. I just need to be closer to him, as close as I can get. Alphas aren't like normal men. He purrs, his lips tickling my skin as goosebumps pepper my body. I know, I whisper, throwing my head to the side. God, I need his mouth on my skin. Thatcher growls, bringing his lips to my collarbone, but instead of the soft kiss I'm expecting, he bites, hard. I jump as wetness soaks my panties. He bites his way up my shoulder, up the side of my neck, before nipping underneath my ear as I squirm on the countertop. I don't just mean I'm bigger and stronger, Liv. He tugs at my earlobe with his teeth. Alphas are only attracted to Omegas, the human women capable of taking us. I've known you were one since I met you, because I want you. I want to possess you in every way I can. But if I take you, I'm liable to keep you. Do you understand what I mean? I nod. I understand. I need your mouth, need your teeth. I gasp, reaching out to put both hands on his chest. He's so close, so near, and my brain is going completely haywire. I can smell how wet you are for me, baby girl. Thatcher croons. I've dreamed about the scent of your slick since the day we met. Is that what the sex toy's for? I counter. I can't get images of him fucking it out of my brain. Thatcher's rumbly laugh goes deep as he brings his gaze to mine. You fascinated by the idea of me using that on myself? You want to know what I think about? I nod, feeling brave as he licks his lips. I want to watch you use it. He freezes between my thighs, tilting my chin up with a serious expression on his face. This is what I mean, Liv. We're going zero to sixty here, and I've never even taken you on a date. Then maybe we should talk about the hundreds of times I've used my sex toys while screaming your name in my apartment, alone. I want you. I've wanted you since I met you. I don't know how to explain to him that I've always felt a threadbare tether between us, like my heart was attached to his by a cord. And every time he leaves the pharmacy, that cord feels snipped off at the door. I fucking hate it. Thatcher pauses for a moment before turning from me and heading across the kitchen. He grabs the pocket pussy and comes back, handing it to me. If you want zero to sixty, let's go zero to sixty, Liv. Hold this for me.
Welcome back. Hey, welcome back. This week, Anna is giving away um, a gift card. Make sure you check that out. Enter to win. And um, don't forget to check out Noir, her new dark Omegaverse that's releasing on July 12th. She has the pre-order up now and there. Again, the cover, she has like a really pretty sexy man cover. And then she has a discreet one as well for those that just want to read it in public and not feel embarrassed, I guess. <laughs> the podcast story that you just listened to is set um, from a series she just finished called The Alpha Compound. Make sure to check that out. It's a dystopian Omegaverse. And she's got all the links and everything for us. So everything will be in the show notes. All right, all right. do that. Tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind.